Welcome to the Wow Marriage Podcast. In our marriage, we had a blast in the whoa, this is awesome phase, struggled and endured through the what was I thinking phase, and fought hard to get to the wow marriage we have today. It's our goal to share with you some practical tools, biblical principles, and help you reach the wow marriage and stay there. So buckle up, get ready. It's going to be a great ride. Now let's get going. Hello again, everybody. Thank you again for taking time and invest in your marriage and turn on to our program, The Wow Marriage, where we are committed to one another and to God and to all our audience to bring revelation about marriage. Today, we're going to talk about something very interesting. There is a, We are living proof of this, and it caused so many disagreement and unnecessary fights because normally the wives say, well, you should know better. And the husband will say, well, next time I'll just read your mind. <laughs> and <that> is, <laughs> it is funny and kind of silly, right? But that's the way sometimes we present ourselves with arguments because we just assume because we have spent so much time together, you should know me by now. Exactly. And if you don't know me by now, you will never, never know me, ooh, but no. <laughs> That's one of our favorite songs, by the way. Seriously, though, when we have, when we're going through issues, you know, oftentimes, you know, we've been together for so long, and just as many of you have been together so long, when, you know, you think that you can, you know, just arbitrarily know what someone's getting ready to say because of what they're thinking, because of past experiences, and sometimes that doesn't always come out too well. You know, exactly reading your mind or how do you know what I was thinking or what are you thinking or I, nothing really. But yes, you are. You thinking something. And these are just things that, you know, are small in the normal daily communication, but they can lead to bigger things if they're not resolved quickly and accurately. And effectively with the wisdom, the Bible is so full of resources, how to effectively teach, commun- um, give us tools to communicate right there is so rich and our father god he gave us something that he didn't give to any other being that he created he gave us the gift of understanding and communicating right. while animals they act in pure instinct when they we see the ants just working together we're like wow they don't even talk and they they, they can complete this task it's such enormous task with even words but we right. are creating way more complex. So whenever you say, well, you shouldn't know or you should assume, you, you're taking away the beauty of communication that God gave us human. Right, and you can't always do that, and you can't always uh, tie your husband or your wife to knowing that because then if it's working for you, it's fine because you're satisfied with it. But when what happens when you know they're thinking something that they might think that you want to say and it's not accurate so now you're going to get mad or upset well i wasn't thinking that and then you know th- there are been time when where we had an argument we were you were saying stuff like you always think the worst of me yes because yes. i will assume i think assumption is so dangerous ground it can be we cannot depend on assumption there are time when the holy spirit is so beautiful walking with us and he will reveal things to us but at the same token we need to make sure 
uh, we are renewing our mind because um, communication is very tied with your thinking pattern. So if you're not, re this is a daily walk, if you're not constantly renewing your mind to, so you can respond to everyday situation, eventually, whether it's good or bad, eventually it's going to come out of your mouth. Exactly, exactly. It, it doesn't happen automatically. Mm -hmm. You know, the do's and the don'ts, sometimes in the, the heat pattern, of the moment. Exactly. The of things exactly. That, that causes uh, either good things or bad things to happen in your marriage. And oftentimes, you know, when you have a poor pattern of communication, you know, you have a poor understanding of what your spouse wants to say and even what you want to say because you know, I take myself for example, you know, sometimes I have an issue with what I want to say to you because I think I'm reading your mind and knowing that you're going to say something that I may not like. So I'm careful, I'm cautious, or I just won't say something because I'm, I don't want that response coming from you. And that's not a good effective communication because good effective communication has got to be open and you have to exactly. be on the line without like like Maria said earlier without assuming you know either something both both sides good or bad exactly exactly like I say um, God had given these great great tools which is words yes. and I think we're really losing it nowadays with texting and FaceTiming uh, we can emojis emojis and we can see young people um they said they're spending time together, but everybody's on their phone. Everybody's and they, the phone. they have lost no the, the ability of communicate and talk. I remember when I hang out with my friends, we could talk for hours about everything. And nowadays, that's yeah. very, rare to, very rare to see. A lot of people are more into their own little place, and they haven't been able to develop properly the art of communicating. Right. So when we are going to communicate, one of the things I try to do is acknowledge the Holy Spirit and my dependency on the Holy Spirit. And one of the things I, I try to be very mindful, like the Word of God tells us, be very quick to hear instead of respond. I have to open my eyes. And if, if it's necessary, I say, honey, so you telling me and repeat whatever you have told me exactly. to, to be effective, to make sure... I'm not using any filters, and I'm seeing clearly what you're trying to tell me. Right, and you know that understanding is what's needed as well, because you know we have to uh, reaffirm that thought process by you know repeating and just to get clarification. So what you're saying is this, not from what I'm assuming. So what you're saying is I did this wrong, or you meant this, and those are things that have to deal with that listening. Because when you listen effectively, then when you when it's your turn to communicate or, or to respond, then you're more apt to respond in kind with what's going on without pulling in, you know, external assumptions or thoughts that are not relevant to what's going on at this point in time. Exactly. Amen. You know, one of the things I try to, like I say, whenever it's in the heat of the moment, mm -hmm. This is a Christian program. The first thing I do is acknowledge God. I say, God, I talk to God in my head while I'm talking to you. Say, you're going to have to help me because I want to smack him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or I might say the wrong thing because I'm very upset. So, Father, I know you're with me and you're going to give me wisdom. Right. Or how to deal with this situation. Exactly. And then that leads us into, the, into another point here is when we're listening, when it's our turn to respond, God has given us a mouth 
to use to communicate. And that's helping us even when we have to bring something negative or we have to bring correction, correction to <laughs> our spouse. You know, for example, the book of Revelation tells us, you know, that God says that he was okay with the church, but, oh, they were doing well, but he had this against them. You know, they had forgotten or they had left their first love. And what that means is, you know, they were doing well, you know, serving God, looking after God and doing what he called them to do. But somewhere along the line, they began to stray off to the left or to the right, and they lost focus on the communication with God. So God acknowledged that, hey, you guys are doing well, but you need to go back and fix this. You need to return to your first love. And that's what we do, you know, in our marriages and our communicating because Oftentimes when, you know, arguments are ensuing and we are in the heat of the moment, we grasp in the air at things, you know, from the past or, or, or negativity, trying to pull in and prove a point when that's not effective communication. And returning to that first love is just like Maria said, stopping and thinking before you speak, relying on God you know, relying on the Holy Spirit to give you the answer and to help you to communicate effectively so that way you're not turning something small into a huge blown-out argument that's going to bring a lot more pain and hurt and resentment and fear that could, you know, have a, have a negative effect on the future communication or your relationship. If you will see many people, and I remember we being there, we are arguing about things that have unresolved issues right. that we haven't found be, be able to come in agreement. But the, the, the key is we need to seek wisdom and discernment how to talk about these issues. And sometimes we, it takes time like for us to write things down before right. we come mm -hmm. together again. Uh, I, you know, also in communication, and I speak for myself, um, I, and I believe everybody have these issues. We have these filters. They, you mm. say in one thing, but I perceive but something else something because it's go yes. through that filter of pain. I have heard many couples say, well, you know, when he say that, it triggered because my ex used to do that. Hmm. And, yeah. oh, no, when she treated me like that, I remember that my mother was like that. And. I can see clearly in this area, this person may need healing. However, the spouse is not responsible for this person healing. healing right. One thing, the only thing they can do is pray for that person. But it's kind of not fair if you have past experience with a spouse or ex or mothers or issues to put that burden on your spouse now. Right. It's not fair to bring that baggage into the relationship or into the new marriage that you had before because like you know it's, it's like you just said it's not fair to do that because you're auto you're automatically prejudging you know the thoughts and intentions of your your new husband or your new wife as to be negative or as to be like it was in your old relationship now, now you he know, has to repair now, something that he did not yeah, he was broke. Not responsible for mm -hmm. and so 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 what that leaves is a problem with communication because you know he May, or she may be scared or, you know, fearful about responding to a certain way because he knows based on experience that it triggers something that was unresolved from your previous marriage or your relationship, you know, that is going to hinder things going on right here. Now, the sad part about it 
is while you were going through the dating process or courting, you knew all these things about the person, but you still chose to go into the marriage. And now that you're in the marriage, now you're it's demanding. a problem. No, you're and demanding. That don't should, do that. That, that yeah. should have been fixed before. Oh, don't touch. And you know, a lot of problem in intimacy some woman who has been abused and I, I know I have compassion for people who have been sexually abused and all this stuff. I have been sexually abused. I know how it feels. However, I need I had to have the revelation that my healer is God. Yes. Not you. So it won't be fair for me to constantly don't touch me like this. Don't talk to me like this because it reminds me when I was abused and cry and be overly sensitive about certain issues because my past abuse. I need to understand that I need, that the Bible says, don't allow any root of bitterness into your heart. I'm the right. one who has not to allow that root of bitterness. I'm the one who has to fast and pray and seek the Lord for healing, not my spouse. If God, you should praise God, but it's not always so. Right. It's mm -hmm. not always so. My healing comes from the Lord and the Lord alone. Right. And that leads me to the, to the scripture here. You know, it's Hebrews 12, 15. It says, look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. And that is very important because we have to consider that we may be wrong, mm -hmm. you know, and but we have to be willing to understand that it's not about you know, winning or losing an argument or proving your point over your spouse. It's about understanding because when you go into an argument and you're trying to figure out who's winning or losing, you will never resolve an issue and that won't lead you to a happy ending and it won't give you a healthy marriage and it won't give you healthy communication, you know, and being able to resolve your issues because there are rules of engagement that mm -hmm. we have to go through. At the end of the day, do you want to be right or do you want to save your marriage? Exactly, exactly. So you really have to ask yourself that question. I have to say, ask my question that many times when we come to arguments, especially I thought the enemy of darkness would lie to you. Well, you know, the problem is uh, that you guys are too different. He will point out stuff that you cannot fix. We are different. Or in my case, oh, well, you know, maybe if you were born in America <laughs> and you both was yeah. American, you will have the same culture and you won't have this issue. You don't meant to be together because you're too different. See the kind of life? He always point out stuff that you can no longer change, like your past. Maybe if you would not go through all this pain and hurt when you were a child, you will have a healthier marriage. Can you fix that? No. So you can discern whether it's the voice of the enemy or not when he point out something that you really cannot fix. It's, it's not changeable. You right. cannot change who you are. You cannot change your characteristic. You cannot change your skin color or your culture. How about let's look at stuff that we can work on with the help of the Holy Spirit. Right. And this is very, very important because a lot of times that you both may not agree with the end result. Hmm. But it's that understanding and it's that mutual, you know, love and respect. And just as the scripture said earlier, you know, make sure that neither one of you fails to receive the grace of God. So now when we go through things in life, you know, we all expect to receive a certain amount of grace. We, as a matter of fact, we demand that grace without being able to give it. Mm -hmm. And that is a wrong attitude to have because when you're in an argument, you know, 
you shouldn't say or do things that you don't want to receive. You know, early on in our marriage, I used to do that. I would talk down to my Maria. I would just be mean and, and nasty and ugly. And then, you know, when she got fed up with it and she used to respond in kind to me, then that would make me even more mad. And I'm like, you know what? Now that the wisdom, you know, of God and that he has reconciled us, you know, in our marriage, I'm thinking like, how wrong was I to have that kind of attitude? to demand something that I wasn't willing to give, to demand the grace that is, or, 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 or the submission that is due to me as a husband when I wasn't loving my wife according to scripture. And that, one, one advice for those people who are, we were sort of in an abusive relationship. So what I did, I stopped depending emotionally on my husband. I would be like, God, you will have to give me the strength to not to show emotion and to show this man that my love and my joy, my dependency come from you. Right. So what I did, I continued to treat him just the same. And I say, uh, you're a party pooper. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> issue you got going on, yeah. whenever you feel better, come come back to me and we can talk about it. But while you are bitter and resentment, I'm not going to be bitter and resentment. Right. I'm not going to allow right. myself to be sad and oppressed because you think you're my king. You're not my king. Mm -hmm. You're my husband. My king is in heaven, and right. he's the one who gives me strength. So when you feel confident who you are in Christ, it will help others to recognize, say, wait a minute, this woman don't need me. I sure like to have her. Mm -hmm, right. you know? <laughs> and, and, you know, I like r what you were just saying earlier on, you know, it, that leads to another scripture, which we have is Proverbs twelve fifteen. you know, and I was exactly this, <laughs> and that was a hard thing to deal with because it says in Proverbs twelve fifteen, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. I was right in my own eyes, and I didn't need to hearken to counsel, but it made me stupid because I didn't think I needed that because I thought I had it all together. I thought I was the man. I Well, I was the man. I am the man. You know, but now you're the I, man. I thought I had it now all together, really and I was always right, and Maria was, was lower than me. You know, she had to be the submitted woman, and, you know, I was doing everything right, and there was nothing that she could do that was right, and that was foolishness. You know, until until we got in, when we came to this church and we saw people who just on the outside looking in mm -hmm. appeared to have a good marriage. And we were broken. We were lost. So we just latched on to them. And just by the grace of God and praise him that these people did have good sound marriages. You know, so we imitated them. We sat down with them. We spoke with them. And they told me, and that was a hard thing, you know, being who I am and, and where my career had brought me through to have someone who I didn't really know or respect tell me all the things, all the mistakes that I was making, <laughs> you know, in my marriage. But it brought us to where we are today because I had to you understand, to I had to realize that I had to be humbled. I had to be humbled. I had to be humbled. Why? Because I was in jeopardy of losing my wife and my children. Amen. You know, a lot of times um, I was under the impression that we have to come to some kind of agreement. Mm -hmm. But agreement will come, but no, it will not come before understanding. That's right. That's Agre right. 
Many times, many marriages are broken nowadays because they're trying to first agree instead of first understand. Right. The Word of God say, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. But above all else you get, get understanding. understanding. A lot of times we so bitter and mistreat our spouse, whether they act the way Chris act, which he was very aggressive, or whether I got act, which he was very submissive. And I got understand, say, what is wrong with him? Where is, it's not really the aggressive part, it's the issue, is the fear underneath that. Right, right. And you know it what? was fear, and it was, um, and it was ignorance of the word. Mm-hmm. And when I finally realized he act this way because he's hurt, Yes. Then I was able to help him with the part of the of his heart, the and the heart. then mm-hmm. what if the fruit they gave was calm, mm-hmm. humble. Those fruit of the spirit start being developed because I was dealing with the root of the problem, the mm-hmm. reason why you react a certain way. And I know it's hard sometimes because sometimes it can be offensive. Oh, yeah, it's, it's hard, but at know. the end of the day. I didn't did it for you. Right. <laughs> I did it for Christ because I was Christ. satisfied right. who I was in Amen. Christ. I had a, such a great revelation of who my Savior mm-hmm. was that I did not allow offense to yes. grit in my heart, obedience to grow in my heart, and not allow the enemy of darkness to use you to bring me down. Mm-hmm. So I always with my head up and my joy up, and I say, God, if you want to change him, Change yes. For me, I'm going to act according to the word of God right. tells me whether I see good result or not. Right. And, you know, uh, I was I was trying to cut in on you <laughs> a, few, <laughs> a few seconds ago. I was in the role. I was in the role. What you were saying was like, you know, I was aggressive and you were humble, but things didn't start to change until we flipped. You know, I became humbled and you became aggressive, not in a negative way, but you began to stand your ground. And that was because, you know, you had confidence of who you were or who you are in Christ. And you didn't allow me to talk down to you, you know, but it wasn't it wasn't responding, you know, in an aggressive manner, you know, like I was towards you. You know, it was in a submissive manner. But the way you were saying these things, the way these words were coming out, you know, made me feel different. And I started to take note of you because of the wisdom that the Holy Spirit had given you and how to deal with me in these things. And in that, you know, it caused me to stop and take a pause and to look and see, you know, what my areas of deficiency were in this marriage. And it made me look and see what your attributes were in this marriage. And that helped us to reconcile because 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 18, it tells us that, you know, God has reconciled us. He has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And had I not taken a pause to look at these things and to really get into the scripture and to be obedient to my pastor and the elders and these other men who had, you know, great marriages in our church, you know, that pause, had it not taken it, we wouldn't be here today. Exactly. Because At the end of the day, a, had, I had to be willing and submit, willing and obedient. Exactly. At the end of the day, we need to, whether you probably the one who maybe, maybe you be in the right on the argument. 
at the end of the day, you need to listen what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you so he can help you fix it because we do not have all the answers. Amen, amen. We do not have all mm-hmm. the answers. <laughs> and, you know, and in closing, I will tell you that the Bible does have all the answers. You know, just as, you know, um, we've all accepted Jesus Christ through faith, we have to have faith knowing that when we submit to one another, when I, when husbands, when you love your wives, and wives, when you submit to your husbands, everything is going to work out. But let me ask you a question. Who does what first? <laughs> that does, was the next program. <laughs> does submission come first? Or does... The love you know, come first. You know, yeah, s- submission mm-hmm. or, 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 or the love come exactly. first. It doesn't matter because we don't submit. The wife doesn't submit because we love. We don't love because the wife submits. We love because God told us to. The wife submits because God told them to. So it doesn't matter what comes first. As long as we're doing our part unto God, there's nothing that anything can be done in the marriage to break it apart. And that's a little nugget for our next program. We're going to talk about when does it start? When does it start? Who's going to take the first step to submit not to one another but to the word of God, what God has asked of each and every one of us to do as Christians. And, you know, at the end of the day, my blessing doesn't come from you. Nope, my blessings come from the Lord. Lord. So I'm just going to obey his word Amen. and move right along. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> so we thank you all for joining uh, this podcast. We really hope and pray that you enjoyed it. So just look forward to our partners coming up in the next couple of weeks. Chris and Lisa Wood, they're going to have a dynamic podcast for you. And then we will follow on shortly after that. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And may his face shine upon you and give you peace. Thanks for listening to the Wow Marriage Podcast. We pray that the experiences shared today will not only bless you, but inspire you to have your very own Wow Marriage. To stay connected, please be sure to subscribe to this channel and also visit our website at thewowmarriage.com to watch this podcast and others in video. We call you blessed in Jesus' name.